0: All right, amen. You may have a seat. Is everybody staying warm this morning? All right, nobody's moving down south, right? All right? Just me? okay, good. Uh, no, I hope you're doing uh well. We have uh this I'm trying to pull that up. I'm of course stuck, so I'm gonna take care of that. I am um, uh, just gonna spend one week in between as you can see our X uh, banner still up there, but the X series is over. Um, and next week is Advent. Who can believe that, right? So we're going to uh, be starting Advent next week. So this week is just kind of a, a one-time theme that I wanted to talk to you about um, the idea of peace. And and peace in, in the Bible is not just "ah, I feel peaceful," right? It is shalom in the Old Testament. It's it's a rightness, a wholeness with God and with others. And uh, how are we doing with that? No, don't answer that yet. Okay. Um, and 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 so what? What I wanted to do before getting to the, the passage in Philippians is bring out. This is. Uh an oldie but goodie, right? Besides the Rope of Hope, it's the one I've used the most, I believe, in case you're ever trying to answer trivia questions at my retirement party or something like that. Uh, I believe I first introduced this in the Ruth series, if you were around then, it's a number of years ago. This is, if you've never seen it, our box of problems. And it's very in purpose, it's been around in my closet. Uh, bring it out, I'm feeling stressed, and hold it for a while. Um, and, it's, and it represents something we all have. Um, Sorrows, stresses, problems, all that kind of stuff that really can weigh us down. And here's how we, we, we literally look at it often. Um, it's just kind of how we're, we're bent is it's what we see, right? And it's like perspective is when all we always see is this, we don't see anything else is happening. And we can get incredibly discouraged, even want to give up, right? Because that's what happens. We, we, we worry, we have anxiety, we get inside our own head, right? And we start saying it's, it's, it's not going to work out. And then the enemy attacks. You may as well give up, numb the pain, distract yourself. It's hopeless. It's useful, all that stuff. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but uh, I'm I'm sure it does. And so today, a path to peace, okay, is a different box that I brought out. And it's intentionally bigger because no matter what you're going through, it is bigger. And this, I know you probably can't all, (laughs) somebody added to my box after the nine I'll let you know what that says in a second. Um, this is the box of thanksgiving, okay? And so in that, this is my box, but you have a box too. And, and it might seem so similar, but it's all the things that I am actually really thankful for. And there's so many more, but just a few, right? And I, I have in here a cross. I'm so thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ and how God has saved me and delivered me and what God has done for me. I, can, I preach it every week and I still can take it for granted, I don't know about you, but this is something I'm so thankful for. I have in, in here uh, a, a picture of my, me with my wife. I don't know if I'm in her box, but she's in mine, all right? And uh, she, uh, almost 25 years, we've been married and eight years dating before that, so I don't even remember life without her. And so many great memories, and God has blessed me with her, and I don't deserve it, but, but she has. Um, and and, and I, I look in here, and I, I, I see a picture of our, our church. It's a painting, and I think, I'm really thankful for our church family, most of the time. No, all the time, all the time. And, and, and real because you can get sometimes just bogged down, but there's a, a couple little problems you're having, whether it's your family or a church or something. But then you remember, wow, there's so much to be grateful and thankful for. And, and that's in, in my box. I, I have um, coffee. I mean, who, right? Come on. Come on, right? If you, well, I'm thankful for tea. Get out. No, you're, you're welcome here. Uh, I have an apple here. I'm not really thankful for apples, but I'm thankful for good food. And I couldn't put a filet in here. That wouldn't have worked out well. But that's what I really want in there. But it reminds me, God has blessed me with good food. Oh, you know, that, that I take for, for granted. Um, I, I, I have a, uh, a magnet in here from when our family went to Florida. And I think of all the great vacations and memories that God has given us. I have in here, uh, and this is my box, a basketball. I'm really thankful for sports, specifically basketball. It's my favorite sport right? You might have a musical instrument in yours or something that that you're thankful for. And and, uh, what was added uh, was Tom and Chris Dion. So apparently... I'm thankful for them too. So make sure, Michael, you tell your parents that uh, I, I, I kept it in the box, right? Even though I didn't put that one there. And, and so the, the idea of a, a path to peace is despite how we wanted to see and be, gravitate towards the stress, that, that, that an actual antidote, a solution is to simmer in what you're thankful for. And, and the thanksgiving in your life. Like, because our fo- like, like, for instance, health. I was thinking about this. Like, have you been with us the last couple of weeks, months? Uh, I've been complaining. My blood pressure went up. Right? I've been kind of crying about that. And I got like this knot in my back that won't go away. Don't give. I've done this already twice. Don't give me. Don't send me your essential oils. All right? I don't need. Actually, I'll try it. Whatever you got, we'll try it. Right? So, so it's easy to just focus on that. Ugh. I don't, you know, this or that. But then when I'm in my box of thanksgiving, I'm like, man. God has blessed my health so much. And he still does. There's a couple issues, but for the most part, I'm upright. I can do so much, and that's a blessing to God that I take for granted. And so what we want to see in a passage from Philippians is an actual path to peace that you can take if you're not feeling quite shalom today, that, that this passage can show us where the peace of God can come from. All right? It comes from him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are especially thankful for, for you and for what you've done for us, and you've brought us here. Your word is, is true, Lord, um, and, and you know, oh God, the struggles that, that are represented here, and you know that uh, the loss and the sorrows and the stress and the box of problems that for some here seem so great that they just can't lift it anymore. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us a beautiful path to shalom with you and with others, despite the stress, despite the tears, that we can have peace because it comes from you and it's beyond all understanding. God, do your work in us, both in this room and those who are with us online. Just work in our hearts and our minds through your word. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. 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 So we're calling this a path, a practical path to peace. It's a lot of P's, so try to say that fast. Um, and and uh, I will put it on the screen as always, but uh, if you want to follow along, it's Philippians 4, uh, starting at verse 4. If you don't own a Bible, uh, take one of those that you see. You can use it if you do own one and leave it behind. But if you don't own a Bible, you know someone doesn't own a Bible, um, grab that and let that be a gift. We will um, replace it for sure. Okay, So it's Philippians 4. Uh, And and we're just going to look at verses 4 to 9. A familiar passage to a lot of us. If not, hopefully it will become familiar to you. Uh, in the meantime, while we, we, we turn there, just uh, uh, as I mentioned, next week is Advent. So out there, I don't think there's a ton left, but there's a few left. Uh, and, and they're copies of an Advent devotional that I wrote. Uh, if you already have something you do with your family, don't feel pressure. But it kind of goes along with what our Advent sermon series will be. Uh, we're going to email it out, and we'll put it on our website. So you can always print it out yourself, or we'll make more copies, too, for, for next week. So that, the way it's designed is there's actually five weeks uh, full weeks, usually it's four and then kind of Christmas, whenever that falls. But Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so I don't know if you noticed that. So uh, the Advent goes like the week leading up to the week. So it would start this week, and then next Sunday or Saturday, uh, we will celebrate the first week of Advent and um, look at that topic. And it's really just about the fulfillment of the Old Testament, how Christ's birth did that, So, um, and what that means to us. So feel free to grab that on your way out. Okay, so in this uh, one time, we're going to kind of look towards the end of Paul. Paul's letter of Philippians, and just let me just give you a little bit of snapshot because it's important to, uh, uh, of the context of Philippians. It's it's a, a kind of an upbeat letter in comparison to some of Paul's other letters, and it's one of its biggest themes is just simply joy. Like you can see in the first word of our passage, right? It's rejoice, which just means burst forth with joy. And and, and yet, um, you know, Paul's not writing this from the beach somewhere, looking at a sunset and saying rejoice. He's in prison. Okay, and, and he's writing to a church that's got some struggles. They're doing mostly okay, but they're, they're getting some persecution, and it's causing a few infight that can happen when you're under pressure. A lot of box of problems represented. Yet throughout this, he's like, rejoice, rejoice, have peace. And it's easy to be like, Paul, really? You're in prison, and we're like, really? Yes, really. Rejoice in the Lord. And so in this part of the passage that I'm, I put up on the screen here, I'm going to read, gives us not the full picture, but a really good picture of peace. And so as we're looking at this and breaking it down a little bit, ask yourself, how am I doing? Is this me? Not to feel shame, because I'll, I'll put my cards right on the table. Lately, this, this has been a battle for me, right? It's been a, a, an upwards battle, but I'm fighting it, and I want you to fight it too. Feeling uh, it, it, it doesn't always come, but, but to remember the truth of who you are okay and and so this is a picture of peace and if this isn't you or not completely you we'll look as he continues the passage on a path a practical path to get there okay so he says rejoice in the lord always he loves to use that first of all it's a command he's not saying hopefully this happens he's telling christians rejoice Always. So not just if you're feeling good, always. And, he, and notice how he keeps using words like that. Again, I will say rejoice, he writes. Let your reasonableness reasonableness, be known to everyone. Yup. The Lord is at hand, and this is the one that I wish wasn't in the Bible. I'm just kidding, but you know, it's the hardest for me to grasp. Is do not be anxious about anything. Anything? Right? Everything, everyone, anything. So he's saying, man, I don't, I, your circumstances are not what changes these things. Peace through it all, right? Shalom with God through it all. Okay, so break it down. This, this is that, that picture of what it means. And first is what I'll call, and I, I almost failed geometry, so I often screw this up, but I think I got it, is vertical, right? That's vertical, and this is horizontal. I got that right? Okay, good. All right, so so it starts vertically here. He says, rejoice in who? In the? Oh, my gosh, that was pathetic. In the? All right, there we go. Okay, good, good. And, and so he's not saying rejoice in you, rejoice in your good works, rejoice in your success at work, rejoice in your money, rejoice in your kids, etc. He's saying rejoice in the Lord, always. Rejoice in the Lord. So The picture of peace starts vertically, has to start there, right? Because God created us, but our sin jacked us up big time. It screws us up in our relationship with God. It brings separation from the purity and holiness and goodness and beauty of God and the majesty of God because we're over here full of shame and sin. And yet, what did he do? He sent his son to die on that cross in our place, Right? That's why the gospel is number one in here for me. Because without his son Jesus, I cannot have rightness and shalom and peace with God. It doesn't happen through going to church. It doesn't happen by trying to make off for my sin. He died in my place. And he said, regardless of the shame I sometimes feel, he said, it is finished. I paid in full. The blood is perfect, right? And so, that's why, no matter how you feel, no matter how you think you're doing right now, you can have peace with God. You can rejoice, have joy, because it was he that won you that peace, not you. Aren't you happy about that? I mean, most days, if you're thinking it's up to you, you're an utter failure. Let's just be honest. But when it's up to him, rejoice. And so it starts there, now it goes horizontal, right? And so it's got to start vertical. And now he says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. That's a weird word in English, like reasonable. Sometimes it's translated um, gentleness. It's one of the requirements for a church elder, leader, pastor. Because it's a character of Christ that everyone should aspire to. And so it's not just being reasonable, it's a word in the Greek that that really means um, I have a right to something, I could take it first, and I'd have a right to do that, I have a right to have something over you, or to be upset with you, something like that, and I choose to put you first. You first. You take it. And so that's not going to happen unless you're first right with God. Because when you realize what God's done for you, you say, you first. Yeah, I could go first, but you first. That's reasonableness. And he says, be known to everyone. See how it flows like this? Like, I want you to imagine this illustration for me. You just had a, um, uh, a, a perfect day with the person that you love being with the most. If your husband or wife's next to you, it's them. I'm just telling you, okay? That's just what I'm saying. Make sure you you nod and smile. Okay, good. But whoever that is, boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, whoever that is, right? You had a best friend, whatever it was. You went to Target. I don't know what your favorite day is, okay? You're coming home by yourself. You're driving home, and you just got that feeling. You know that feeling like, oh, what a great day. You just feel right, you know? Satisfied, good. And then all of a sudden, as you're driving, someone cuts you off. Like they almost hit you. They don't. And you're like, whoa. And, and probably, although some of you still got some issues, I get it, but probably you go, that's all right. I've been there. I've, I've accidentally cut. Maybe they're really in a hurry. Maybe we should pray for them, right? You probably feel that way because you're right. Everything's feeling right. I want you to imagine, though, you spend your day at work, your boss just reamed you out, saying you might get fired. Your, your, your kid just texted you, said something kind of rude, even though you do everything for them, and you're gripping the steering wheel, driving home, same thing happens. What are you going to do? Oh, pastor, I would pray for them. <laughs> I'm lying. That's what you are. Unless or you're just better than me, because you would be like, urgh, urgh, right? And you're you'd like, following them home. I just got something, right? Because why? You're not at peace, And so if you're not, and so that's how it works. If I'm at peace, I understand, I'm rejoicing in the Lord, I'm shalom with God, he fills me and satisfies me, now I have the ability to be reasonable to you, even if you don't deserve it, especially if you don't deserve it. And that's how it works. But that third part, as I said, of this, of this picture, that's the part that's like, it's always been a battle for me. I don't know about you, some of you don't worry at all. I don't know how you live. What is wrong with you people? Me? It's a constant battle. When Heather and I, when we got married, we both chose a favorite passage. And you'd think I'd choose something about, you know, husbands and wives or from Proverbs or something like that. But I chose the section from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, do not worry. Heather must have really thought great about me. What are you worried? What are you worried about, right? Because I knew and know that it's just in me to be bent towards that box of problems. And I don't want that. Right? He says, do not be anxious about anything. And so this isn't uh, someone who might have an anxiety disorder. This isn't uh, having stress or sorrows or, or, or problems. You know, Jesus had those things. Those aren't sinful things. That's in a broken world. Those things happen. Anxiety is when we allow those things to uh, tear us away from God tear us away from trusting God. It's the exact opposite of peace. Peace is wholeness. Anxiety is ripped apart. And so what, what he's doing is he's echoing what Jesus said in that Sermon on the Mount. He's saying, Jesus said, do not worry about what you wear, what you eat, drink, your future, because God will take care of you. Look at how he does for the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. He's not going to take care of those of him who are his children, right? That's what Jesus said. Now Paul is telling us, but I love how he introduces it. He doesn't just say, oh, suck it up, buttercup. Stop being anxious. He's saying, do not be anxious about anything. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. That means he's imminently present right now. He's with us. He's with you. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but he's with you in the valley of the shadow of death. And because of that... And that alone, not because you're going to muscle this out. You're going to gut this situation out. You're going to be strong enough or smart enough. No, you won't be. But the Lord is at hand. Do not be torn apart by this. And he says, do not be anxious about anything. And, and so the, the idea, this, this picture um, is, is a picture of, no matter what is in that box of problems, is of you saying, Whew, I'm good. I'm good with God. I'm good with others. I, I, I'm, I'm living it out. I'm seeing, so, so that is a picture of peace. How you doing with that? Don't, don't answer. Someone in the nine actually answered. Don't do that. Not, not out loud anyway. But if you were to grade yourself, I already said, like, like it's, it's, it's a battle for me. It's one that I intend on letting God win in my life. That's a way to say it. But it's still a battle to not let that box weigh you down heavy. And, and, and yet, it's a picture of peace. It's our ultimate goal, is despite what's in that box of problems, is that the worries are shattered by faithful joy because God is God and he saved you, delivered you, redeemed you, blessed you, and he has your future in his hands. He already knows everything that will happen to you and he's not worried about it, why am I? I still am though, right? And, and so I, I want to look at this continue this, this passage that's going to give us a path. If you would say, well, Jamie, I, I got a C, and that's probably being a little bit generous to myself, um, maybe a D or a B minus, well, then there's some things that we can practically do that can pursue that shalom with God. And so I want to I remind you, okay, I'll put that one back up. We stopped mid-sentence with a picture of peace. He said, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. Comma. So he's going to continue, all right? And so here's the the continue. But, but, in everything. Gosh, why does he keep using those words, right? In everything, by prayer and supplication, and here it is, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. In like three different ways, he basically gives you the solution, right? Pray. Because in anxiety, here's what happens, right? When you're uh, with anxiousness, inside your head, you begin to speak. You begin to say, and I don't care how many podcasts y'all listen to that says, speak positively about yourself, you know. Jamie, you're awesome, handsome, great, uh, good at everything, right? How's that work at 3 a.m.? That work? You're stupid, you're a loser, you're a failure, you're ugly, you're a terrible parent, you're a horrible husband. You're right, That's the voices that come in in the distress when when all the else fails, and that's you start to self-speak. And then the enemy comes in, and then the enemy says, you are a loser. God isn't with you. Why would he be? Why would he care about you? It's not going to work out the way you want. It's right, And then you just want to give up. That's anxiety. And so what does he say? He doesn't say, go... Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and you know, everything's burned to the ground. You're just pretending you're fine. This isn't about faking it until you make it. This is still with the box of problems and still with the heaviness, but you turn those words that you're saying inside your head and you say them to God. God, Gotta feel like I'm helpless. Right? He says in a bunch of different ways, right? To, To make supplication. That's when you have a deep need in your life, but you ask for help right help god i'm lonely i'm sick my adult son isn't following you right now and i don't know what to do about it like that isn't worry or anxiety that's beautiful prayer well, but it's saturated in thanksgiving and we're going to we're, we're going to get to how i think that looks practically why thanksgiving is so important that box right there but it starts with prayer and if you're like i don't know how to pray how about this? God, I don't really know how to pray. You just prayed. God, I just, you know, I need help. What a beautiful prayer. What a beautiful, you don't need the these and the thous and the, the eloquent words. You just need to let your heart, instead of circulating your mind and let that get to you, you simmer in thanksgiving and you give it to God. And you pray and you make supplication, right? You let your request be made known to God. And what happens? Verse 7. And what comes to you? Ah, the peace of God. Right? And he says in in verse 7, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so he says, you turn your worry into prayer, but you do it swimming in thanksgiving. He didn't say, sometimes you're thankful, so make sure that's part of your prayer. He says, always, give him what you got, whatever stress, whatever thing you need, whatever your supplication is, but always with thanksgiving, always. And, and so, when, when it's important to, to talk about what thanksgiving is. This isn't a general feeling of thankfulness, right? That We tell our kids, you should be thankful. You know, like, to, well, to who? It's good to be thankful to one another, like you do something for me to, to be thankful, absolutely. You know, but but that's not what Paul's talking about. Paul's saying thankfulness expressed to God. That's the key to peace. It's to constantly, as you're asking what you need, is to also be uh, expressing how, how much gratitude you have for all that he's blessed you with. So it's not thankful to someone else, or the general to the universe, or whatever dumbness that is, right? This is thankful to specifically to God. And and then he gives us that peace. Well, what kind of peace? It's the peace of God. Right? So so what does that mean? It makes no sense. The peace of God does not make sense to us because it's not the peace of man. It's not circumstantial. And this might have been you, but you've ever known the person who's going through deep, tragic sorrow and they're just, they're good? I mean, yes, they still weep and yes, they still have their days, but overall, you're like, how are you even upright right now? You ever have that? I have no idea because it's from God. It's not something I did. It's not something I gutted out. It's a peace that comes from knowing Jesus Christ and the grace of God fills my heart and I'm able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death because he has given it to me. This isn't a peaceful, easy feeling. This isn't something that you read in a book. This is all about the peace of God and that's why you ask him for it. It's the peace of God and here's what I love. My favorite part of this passage, right? Is like, and once you have it, right? It surpasses all understanding, you don't get it. It doesn't make sense why I'm able to walk through this right now because it's God. But then that beast comes to me and he says it guards. That, that's a word that means like a soldier, like a sentry, like, right? Standing at the gate. Like what do they do? They don't let you in if you're not allowed in. You try to get in that gate. You're like, I don't think so. I'm going to kill you, right? That's what soldiers do. I'm not messing around. I got my spear. I got my sword. Whatever it is, right? You're not getting by. God, th- th- what Paul's telling us is that the peace of God does this for you, for your mind and for your heart. Isn't that awesome? Well, why do you need a guard against who? The enemy. Right? So, so here's what happens. You're going through a really difficult time. The enemy tries to say, hey, give up. You're stupid, you're ugly, you're dumb, everyone tells you. You know The enemy loves to use other people's voices. But you're able to, when the peace of God is, is guarding your heart and your mind, you're able to say, not today, Satan. Not today, demonic realm. You go, oh, I'm ugly? I'm made in the image of God. Have it. That's it. Oh, I'm stupid? Really? Well, God doesn't think so. Oh, I'm useless? I'm a failure? Well, in Christ, I have all of the eternity, eternal glories that he'll give me. See, see, when you're only swimming in the box of problems, you don't see that. You just see how much of a failure you are. But when you're swimming in thanksgiving and praising God and giving him your request, the peace of God comes and stands like a guard at the gate of your heart and says, not today. God is good. Like we just sang earlier, God is good. And all the time, God is good and God is kind, and God is generous, and God is faithful, and God has my future, and I will not, will not doubt it. You're not gonna do that on your own. The peace of God will do that for you, and that's why you need the path of peace. So here's how I think it looks like when when you have, um, to to make a request, right? So so she might be on your knees like, God, I, I don't know what to do, right? I mean, that's a beautiful prayer. I don't know what to do about this. I need help. I need healing. I, I just need you. I need, right? Like that is a beautiful prayer, but that doesn't sound very thankful, right? So how does that come out of thankfulness? In that prayer, God, uh, you've delivered me from so much. Three years ago, I remember, and I'm so thankful for how you resolved that situation. You gave me healing, or you, you, you had our marriage breakthrough, and, and man, I, I remember that, and I am so thankful, God, for how you've done that. I'm just asking you to heal me again. And your faith is full because you remember what he's done. And so your prayer of supplication has to be saturating in thanksgiving. Practical thanksgiving. This is the path to peace. So your homework, if I give it to you, which I will, but I won't grade it, so don't worry about it, is to build your own box. Because this isn't just sitting around hoping it happens, okay? That's not how the Christian life works. There is a, I'm, I, I, this is what God's called me to do, right? So maybe for you, you You're kind of a, a, you know, a tangible person. Fill up a box, put it in front of you. Maybe that's kind of like weird to you, and you're more of a list person. Well, list it out, specific, because a lot of times we sit there and try to pray. We're like, I can't think of anything right now, and that happens. So list it out. Start writing it down. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. Before you know, you have a whole notebook filled. Because your box is huge, despite how, what kind of problems you have, the things God's done for you are incredible, right? Incredible. And so you begin to let thankfulness destroy worry. And so list it out, pray it out, put it in a box, do something proactively for the path to shalom with God and with one another. So that's the path to peace. Now, we're going to finish this last few verses and, and what Paul is doing here is he's um, telling us, we, we got to practice these things, right? And, and um, everything that you're good at, you practice. Even if you have a natural ability, right? You, like you don't just born like just being this high at, at, at something, right? You, you, you're pretty good, but you practice and you practice and you practice. Or you're not even that great at it. And maybe you don't get here, but practice gets you here. Well, the Christian life's no different. Watch what Paul says. He's going to tell us if we want these things, this peace of God, we need, to, we need to go after it. It comes from God, but we need to obediently go after it. Now, here's what he says to do. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? That's, that's a command. So, like, if you're doing things that cause you to think about the problems and stresses of the world all the time, guess what? You're going to swim over there. That, those things happen. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying you purposely say, I'm going to surround myself with things that cause me to think these things. Now, I don't have time to go into each one of these words, right? So it's a great devotional. You ever want to do it? Like, just take every word, look at a Bible dictionary or interlinear Bible, look at the definitions of them. Um, But collectively, what do they paint a picture of? The character of God in the way he wants us to be. Things that are pure. Things that are lovely. Things that are excellent. Things that are, say, I praise God for that, right? That's what this box ultimately is. Thank you, God. For my church family. Thank you, God, for good food. These are praiseworthy things, right? Surround yourself with people that bear light, right? And you're going to more and more be able to say, yes, no matter what's in that box, I am so thankful because I constantly am focused on thinking about these things. Filling my mind, filling my thoughts with things that are worthy of praise. Not things that are worthy of my disgust or my anger or my fury or my rage. But he doesn't, this is the last one, he doesn't say um, just to think about them, right? He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me as an example, as a Christian example. Practice these things. And, the, and here it is, right? The God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. That's the result. That's the path to peace. Practice what things? Well, the things you were thinking about. You know, if, if, like, say you're going through a tough time financially, you know what the best thing you can do? Be generous. And for you, that's probably, at that time, not going to be a lot. It doesn't matter. Your heart is saying, you first. God will take care of me. Or if you're going through a, 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 a problem where you just don't know the solution, go help someone else find a solution to their problem. Watch what happens, what God does in your heart when you practice things that are praiseworthy, do things that are worthy of respect and that are honorable and are pure. The more things you think about like that and the more things you do, the more the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding will come and guard your heart and mind. That's how it works. And so the path of peace needs to be practiced. And so fill your box, put your list and then remember that thanksgiving is thanksgiving to God, not a general thought or feeling. It is a specific action of praise and thankfulness that you pursue despite whatever pain or sorrow is happening in your life. And watch what the peace of God will do. And that's gonna be my prayer for you, and I hope it's your prayer for everyone else. Sitting around you or that's part of our, our life together and just, man, pray. That's, sometimes that's, that's just all I can pray for some of you. If there's a problem I don't have the answer to, I can't solve it. I'm not God. I wish I could. I can't take that grief away from you. I can't, you know, pay that debt. I I can't do it. But God, give them the peace that goes beyond all understanding. I pray that so much because I believe it. I believe he'll give that to you. And so you will feel that shalom. Shalom and at wholeness, and while everyone else is being torn apart by worry, you're saying, not today, Satan, not today. Let's pray. Lord, I wanna pray um, specifically for the sorrows in this room. I don't know them all, I know some, but not what you know, God, and I'm glad, because you can deal with them. Lord, you know even those things that are hidden deep within our lives, that no one else knows where our brokenness and sorrow and tears and stress that fills that box in our life. You know what they are, Lord. And I would ask that you would give the peace that goes beyond all understanding and fill your people with that peace, that shalom. Encourage them to pray to you, not talk to themselves, to trust you and not listen to the voice of the enemy. Lord, I pray that you would... Guard our minds and our hearts so that we would not be anxious, but instead pray. That we would not be torn apart, but instead be whole and satisfied in you. That we would not despair, but rejoice. We aren't going to be able to do that on our own, Lord. We confess that today. Lord, I pray for those who came in this morning and they're just, they've are just they never put their faith in you, Jesus. I pray you'd open their eyes. Whatever doubts they have, whatever fears of following you they have, oh, Lord, give them the faith to believe, to lay their yes to Jesus down right now and say, you're it, Lord. You're it. I'm the end of myself. You are it. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. I'm following you. Oh, Lord, they won't do that without your help, without your, your, your power of salvation. And so we just ask that you give it to them plead with you to give it to him, and that we would be shining lights, examples for your grace, your mercy, and your love in this dark world. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you can, stand with us and let's worship together.